Welcome to the Captain Bagrat podcast, where we're on a mission to fight boring news about Asia and Australia. You know, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it with a finger on the Asian, well, Asianish pulse. As always, we're recording from downtown Chinatown with yours truly, the mythical Madam Chan and friends. Welcome back to my lair, Mr. Bai, Jimmy Bai. <laughs> Madam Chan. <laughs> So when I had when you had when I had you on last time, it was uh, spy fuck ups in episode thirty. Mm, seems like a very long time ago. Almost a year ago, mm-hmm, in fact, because mm-hmm. now we're on to like episode nearly eighty something. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm glad you're back. Thank you, glad to be back. Yeah, and then uh, obviously this time we're probably going to touch on a little bit about spy conspiracies. Mm, spy well, they're always ups. involved eventually. Mm. And then obviously a lot has happened in that one year, such as you know the aftermath of the U.S. election that may or may not be true. Five <laughs> G, for instance. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, well, it causes COVID. I'm told. Mm, that's right. Everything's COVID. You blame it on the Chinese because that's how it is. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, what have you been doing, Mister Bai, Jimmy Bai, doing all this time? Not all that much, if I'm honest. Just mm. I, look, it's been such a long year. A friend of mine the other day said he's felt like 2020 was very sort of February, March, then April, then April, then April, <laughs> then April, and now it's December. So uh, I probably agree with that. I felt like working from home for most of the year didn't do me any favors honestly i just sat at home i didn't get anything done i didn't read anything i didn't learn anything it was you just, just a... this vacant body that ate yeah yeah and, and just slept did my work presumably I'm, I'm pretty sure i have evidence for work being done but beyond that yeah yeah absolutely nothing <laughs> nothing beyond that all right so n- nothing saucy at all you know not going around uh under ton under tunnels and oh. jumping from ship to ship Look, saving I, damsels in distress i wish i wish but as it turns out a lot of things are locked down so you know i couldn't even get to the ships if i wanted to okay so during yeah. that time did you hear about the passing of our favorite man sir sean connery oh that i did that i did the legend the, uh, yes the man the myth the Panther. The Panther. Yeah, yeah. Someone, I think, mm. the first producers of the James Bond films, when they were casting for the first Bond, they, they described Connery walking into a room. And mm. He had the kind of the aura and the sexiness of a panther. Ooh. Which, you know, it was Slick. the 50s, and I think that was very much what uh, men and women were looking for. So that's why... He He's became. That's right. That's, I've never heard that before. He's yeah, always yeah. been as you know the charismatic gentleman Bond, mm, James Bond. Mm, yes. But obviously you're right. the Asian version for those <laughs> who have no idea what we're talking about. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> and the reason why it's a it's a Chinese joke that we called you Bai, Jimmy Bai. Yeah. So you're literally Jimmy White. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Although you know the thing about Sean Connery is my personal because i'm a huge film buff my personal favorite performances of his are actually not the bond ones at all mm-hmm. if you really look at you know because he was making films for something like 50 60 years i think his best films are the ones later in life the ones where he he, he wasn't playing james bond essentially i think he played in the rock yes that was a blockbuster, he was very wasn't very it? good in that yeah mm. yeah but I, I just think of that there is an interesting film called marnie uh, by Alfred Hitchcock, where okay. he plays this really creepy, rich dude. And there's a lot of... I mean, because it was the 60s, right, you can't quite show certain... Yeah. 
violence against women, essentially. And yeah, there, there are a couple of scenes in there that I think would get called Me Too. You know, <laughs> what like, year was that made? Was that back in I the 90s? No, 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 no. This was just, you, you could get away with it back in the 60s. You could make films where... You can get away you with know, anything back in the 60s. That's right, that's right. Well, I mean, as, as we'll talk about later in uh, this, this recording, you could get away with a lot. Uh, and, and do you get away with lo- a lot as well? Bye, me, Jimmy. Bye. Me personally, no, no. I'm an open book. I've got no secrets, no skeletons. But you've got conspiracies. Oh, I've got them on the brain. All right, so let's get started. I'm going to ask you something that's been going on since COVID, and it's about COVID. Mm-hmm. Did 5G cause COVID? <laughs> <laughs> that's the first conspiracy well, I want to know from your point of view. I mean, it's it's a strange one, right? Because it you can't. You can't definitively prove that it doesn't mm. in in one sense, right? I think the thing we we all have to remember when it comes to conspiracy theorists, and then you know there there are a lot of them. There are a growing number of them, given that we live in a sort of post social media, post internet age. Is that nothing you tell the people who believe these things mm. will make them disbelieve? And everything that you tell them in agreement will make them double down, you know? So this thing, theories, conspiracy theory, was actually started by some cult or some, or some sort of Illuminati equivalent? Uh, uh, oh, gosh. If only it were that simple. Oh, I, really? I think, look, y- y- when it comes to something like 5G, think about it logically. It, it just doesn't make any sense that anyone would use that as a way... To, to kill off a large number of people, you know? I think there's this thing, um, cre- it's attributed to either a comedian or something. He's, he's called, it's called Hanlon's Razor, which is to say, never attribute to malice that which can be adequately explained by stupidity. And I think, you know, if you really did break it down, and, you know, you and I have a, a certain amount of learning, mm. and you think about it, telling anyone the truth about COVID, which is somewhere along the line, something happened with a bat and a pangolin or, or some kind of mammal, mm. and then that somehow got transmitted to a human, and then that mutated again, and then suddenly it got into... A salmon. Uh, well, that's right. Any number of combinations of that, and then suddenly you've just got people travelling in and out of airports, which are not the cleanest places to begin with. No. And suddenly... You're shutting down the world in order to limit this only, what, is it 3 to 5% fatality rate disease? At the moment, yeah, which is yeah. Pretty, still pretty high. It's but still pretty not high. as high as we all expected. That's exactly right. But it's high enough. Mm. Someone, I remember listening to so many podcasts, not this one, sadly, about <laughs> coronavirus. Because we don't really talk too much about coronavirus. That's right, that's <laughs> right. I do want to specifically. But, like, they had these, you know, epidemiologists, they had these people who study pandemics, essentially. Mm. And they said the problem with COVID is it hits the sweet spot, you know. Yeah. It is just infectious enough to get to a lot of people very quickly, but it's also just fatal enough mm. to be a problem, which is to say, if you can imagine for a second, an even more infectious but more deadly disease. Yeah. That will kill off too many people too quickly to spread, really, if you know what I mean. If, if you had this virus in the air that just shut down your whole body in 24 hours, 
That's then, pretty lethal. That's wow. right. You you would just but you'd be able to and this is a horrible image to point. You'd be able to stack the bodies up. Yeah. Cover them in limestone and then you'd be like, okay, well, the disease is gone because it's killed all its possible hosts. But the problem with something like COVID is it affects some people terribly. And not and, others. And not others. Some people walk around asymptomatically. Yeah. But I guess you add all that level of uncertainty and weirdness together and suddenly people want an easy explanation. They want something simple. They want yes. to feel like they still have some control in so all this. With the, with the Black Plague, which I think none of us lived through that. So, so that was, uh, I think it became rampant due to rodents and rats and passing. Apparently, um, this one particular village, uh, there was an infected fabric. They bought fabric from another city which was infected by the plague. Mm. And then that's how it landed mm. in this new village. Mm -hmm. And then they said apparently 50% of the villagers died, but the other 50% who contracted it continued to live on because their genes had, uh, had some sort of mutation mm. Uh, you know, whenever we think mutation, we always think, oh, oh my God. X-Men. X-Men, or we think something horrible, like mm. they may have mm. three eyes. But in, in this case, they still look exactly like humans, but they, they had these genes which were able to fight against the Black Plague, and they survived. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. I mean, and then this is where I guess it, it comes to, is like you look at sort of something like COVID and how governments around the world have reacted. Mm. And let's be fair the instructions and restrictions that they put on sometimes are quite baffling and mm. they're really inconsistent. You know, yeah. you think about even here at home in New South Wales, like churches can't open, mm. but restaurants and bars can. And you go, wait. And casinos can open too, That's of right, course. that's right. And so what, what you want to say, that, that gives you a certain amount of proof that these things are relatively arbitrary, um, which they are. Yeah. But it, you add it all together and it becomes this problem of, uh, are you trying to project, are you trying to link certain things together that are generally unrelated, mm. or are they related? But the answer is, like, really, really boring. I know, and it's overly inflamed as well, because over a hundred, well, actually, about a hundred years ago, there was a Spanish flu, and, you know, schools shut down, um, you know, churches shut down as well. It, it was the same thing where some people died within 24 hours. Some had the immunity to keep, you know, uh, growing stronger and stronger. And that started from the US. The disease came from the US, mm -hmm. yet they call it the Spanish flu. Right. And and you know why they called it the Spanish flu? Why okay. do they call it well, the Spanish I'm flu? A, Tell me, bye, Mr. Bye. So it's an intriguing one because it was because in the midst of World War One, most governments had really restrictive... Um, censorship on mm. on bad news essentially because you don't want to destroy your home morale but for whatever reason the Spanish were just letting you report whatever mm. so the first place where mass deaths from this flu were coming out mm. because everywhere else was being censored mm. including America they were just hiding the information right and this is what I mean is with all conspiracies, you need a slight grain of truth into it. But essentially because Spain was the only ones who were being honest about yes. the fact that a lot of people were getting this flu and dying, it became known as the Spanish flu. flu. But yeah. the reality of it is, as scientists apparently have shown, is it probably started in Kansas. <laughs> and it probably started with cows and dirt. Exactly. And, and, I mean, but we don't call it the Kansas flu because the US government at that time were very careful to hide the truth from people. I mean, this is... It's just a circle of virus life. That's right. I that's feel right. like this, we just lived the same thing again 100 years later. And this is where you get to these things where 
you want to believe there's something more interesting than there actually is, mm. right? So you you take that example of the Spanish flu. And another example is, and the only reason I'm thinking about this is because I think um, President Obama was recently interviewed and someone asked mm. him about, what's the deal with Roswell? Did, did you ask for the truth about Roswell? And his answer was kind of fun because he smiled and he said, yeah. And then they asked, well, what is it? And he's like, I can't tell you that. <laughs> and And... That's not because there are necessarily aliens, little mm. green men there, right? There's any chance, and, and I think they've, they have some kind of anecdotal evidence now, but I didn't fully research this one, which suggests that probably the thing that crashed at Roswell in, I don't know when it was, the 50s, the 60s, 50s, uh, yeah, yeah, then. was probably just a very advanced spy plane or some kind of secret American spy technology mm. like a satellite or a, a plane that mm. they, they weren't allowed to reveal to the world to the world yes so, and so technology was not revealed to the world yeah 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 like and, and i want to be be clear about this it's probably a technology that is totally redundant and completely now, yes. outclassed by everything we have today probably even by what i have on my um, smartphone iPhone. right now <laughs> exactly but but essentially it was so top secret and you have to think about the paranoid atmosphere of the 50s where you know the the nuclear program in america could get infiltrated by spies and yeah and uh, secrets get sold to the soviets so everyone had to hush it all up but in hushing it all up in a certain way and hiding an unidentified flying object mm. which is not necessarily a flying saucer, but it is certainly an unidentified flying object. High tech. Suddenly, you get this situation where, in the absence of information, you create your own information. Asian. You know? Yeah. And that's what I think is a real problem right now with conspiracies and conspiratorial thinking. Like, I think one important thing... To, the guy who actually coined the phrase conspiracy theory, uh, a guy called Karl Popper, he, he basically said... People want conspiracy theories sort of to, to fill in the gap where God used to be almost, mm. right? Like they want a story that's very convincing to them and allows them to feel comforted in an otherwise exceedingly uncertain world. Yes. So you look at essentially the people who are worst affected by something like COVID restrictions and lockdowns, right? We're talking mm. people with low socioeconomic backgrounds, very insecure jobs, probably low levels of mm. education, um, and this is worldwide. Suddenly, this thing that feels entirely arbitrary takes away your paycheck, makes it very hard for you to buy groceries, makes it very hard for you to get toilet paper, makes it very hard for you... <laughs> Flour to bake my sourdough. That's right, that's right. To, to enjoy the things the meager few things mm. already and feeling that level of powerlessness you you need to latch onto something you want to you Believe want an explanation something. exactly yes. exactly and i mean you think about essentially these people who feel powerless in the face of all of that then once you have a conspiracy then at least you know what to channel your anger and frustration mm. and everything else at you know because then it feels like there's a structure to the world when, in fact, and let's take your Black Death example, it was pure luck. It was nothing to do, like, it was yeah. not a choice you got to make. And the problem Especially for a lot of... Especially back then. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but the real problem for humans is we think we have free will. So we, we need to believe it. 
And if we don't believe it, then we start going a little loopy. <laughs> loopy. Genuinely. I think if, if you think about how harsh sometimes mm. the, 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 the gears of time or history moving forward can be, mm. you, you, you have to count the blessings that you do have because any day now you could be a fisherman in Hiroshima Harbour on a very bad day. And Where suddenly, there's a tsunami, that would be terrible, actually. Well, I was going to say an even worse one. <laughs> a nuclear... That's right. Yes, okay. You just happen to be in a boat, <laughs> and you're going out to collect shrimp and oysters, and then Ooh, there's this okay. blinding light above you, and you are disintegrated. Like that, like a mosquito usually right. gets disintegrated by and, and humans. Recognising that sometimes, not just a, a human-created universe, but the universe-universe... Mm is completely random and arbitrary. It, it doesn't sit well with most people. And if you don't have, I guess, an accent like mine, or <laughs> more correctly yes. to say, just like a certain <laughs> level of education or a, an ability to put it in context of these things, it's just that much more comforting to think it's God or the devil or Bill Gates or the Illuminati or the Freemasons. Or the aliens. Or the aliens, yes. that's right. But it's really interesting because, like, this alien thing has been going on. And even the former Canadian Defence Minister has been quite public about uh, his point of view about, you know, them when he was the defence manager cooperating with the Americans that actually aliens do live among us. Okay. I, I'd be do curious you... as to what his evidence was or if he was allowed to show that evidence. He, he does. Okay. He's on YouTube. I can send you the channel. Mm, All the channels mm. and news. There's uh, even uh, like uh, Netflix videos. So films. I guess. Like, I'm, I'm sure there is a certain there are amount of evidence. secret files, to it. and he's urging all these leaders to reveal it and say, we got to stop lying to the people. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's. All well and good, mm. right? Accepting him for, at his word. I guess I get to a place where you have to also think of it, if you can, take a step back and think of it from the alternative point of view, which is, if aliens are among us, and, for example, they're plotting to come invade us mm. in X number of years with their massive battle fleet... What if they or, don't want to invade us? They want well, to harvest us like we harvest chickens okay. and, and um, corn. Okay, let's assume they have any kind of malign mm. intent. And this is what I mean going back to the, the <laughs> Hanlon's razor. If, if there is malice to it, think about what the consequences would be for any kind of government, mostly democratic ones... If that ever came out, you really have to think about the alternative scenario where if the secret comes out, mm. what are the consequences going to be? What what will people say? They're like, you kept this from us and didn't let us prepare more advanced weapons. You didn't tell us that we needed to... Apparently aliens won't share their advanced technology because us humans are warring and polluting kinds. Right. They don't want right. to give it to us because we're horrible sure. people. But it's not about them. I guess what I'm saying is like... <laughs> maybe move on from uh, President <laughs> Trump because he's such an unusual guy. But you imagine Obama finds out 10 years ago that there are indeed aliens and mm. they are the first, they're forerunners of an alien invasion or some kind of plot to start harvesting us for food. <laughs> if he doesn't share that information and tell people this is coming, we should prepare for it, 
That's that's as bad, and I admit the is, there like, are leaders who do this. I it's as bad as not preparing for climate change, right? I know, but the thing is, like, you, if something like that is happening, you just can't have one world leader stepping out to tell it. You have to talk to all the world leaders and go, sure. are we ready to let this out because you have to be able to control the nation, your nation, because everyone's going to go crazy if they get this this information, this this. Do you think people will world. go crazy, though? I think this is, I think this is where... How, how would you like it if you were like, oh, actually, Jimmy, the only reason why you exist on this earth, not because of God, not because of the devil, but we're actually here to harvest your essence mm. so that the alien world can use it for their meal. I'm, I'm pretty sure Tom Cruise and the Scientologists <laughs> would have a lot to tell you about that. I, I, so I, I take your point. Yes. But I get to a place where essentially... There are far worse, more verifiable conspiracies at play mm. that are out in the open. Mm. You know, there there are things like climate change. Yes, it, it is happening. There's and a conspiracy most... that transnational co corporations are actually uh, trying to break down the well, whole the, the the world essentially, right. including climate. Right. Sure. Mm. And to which I would say, of course. It, it like it's called capitalism yeah you know it's it's possible to make an obscene amount of money mm. polluting and and, and if make you, people into addicts so they keep that's consuming right. that's consuming. right and if you yes. believe that the key thing that runs the world is profit and making profit for your company for your shareholders mm. for your hip pocket then you will behave that way but you don't hear anybody going, oh, my God, there's an evil cabal of super corporations that sell us things we don't need in order to make Jeff Bezos more money. Because it's all out in the open. He doesn't hide the fact that he, he treats people like cattle and doesn't allow them to have toilet breaks in his warehouses. You know what I mean? Like, Amazon <laughs> is kind of evil, but it's acceptably it's evil because people are in demand exactly. i guess and exactly. it's hard once uh, you you get on the wagon mm -hmm. and there's there's not a break right there Absolutely. and no one's willing to pull the brake no no it's, it's so there's a really interesting one which i think doesn't get told enough and it mm. is one so this is a conspiracy theory that is definitely verifiably true mm. but it's also one where the implications are a little bit too uncomfortable for most people, which is that the majority of the top scientists in NASA who worked on the space program throughout the 50s, 60s, and 70s, they got men on the moon, literally on the moon. But that's another conspiracy on its own. Which Did they actually make it to the moon or was it a desert out in the Arizona? Absolutely. <laughs> and we can come back to that conspiracy theory if you want. Most of them were Nazis. Like, they all worked for... Hitler. Adolf Hitler, mm. and they were all... Who was from in, Austria. That's right, that's right. The little corporal from his Austria. <laughs> like, they were all up to their eyeballs, wearing the swastika and, and saluting Believing. Himmler and Goebbels mm. and all these guys who are reprehensible to history. And these guys all got, like, essentially picked up by the, the British US. or the Americans. The other side. Like, <laughs> not literally kidnapped, but smuggled out of Germany at the end of World War II and oh, given really comfortable, nice lives where they got, like, treated like, like, kings. The, like the kings that they were, of mm. science at least. And then they all lived and died peacefully, you know. There, there's this one guy, 
very famous, the father of all rocket technology in, in human history, a guy called Werner von Braun. And he is the guy who created the, 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 the thrusters, essentially, mm. that got the space shuttle, uh, sorry, the, not the space shuttle, basically um, got men onto the moon. But he also created what are called the V2 rockets that are these kind of supersonic missiles they're not quite missiles because they don't follow missile technology, mm -hmm. but they go really, really fast, they make no noise, and then they just explode. And Hitler wow. used them to bomb the shit out of, like, the east coast of the UK, including London. Mm. You know, huge sections of London were leveled by these weapons. Sonic. Yeah, these supersonic yeah. rocket-propelled missile rocket. missiles. Because he just had the best people in technology who were willing, who were well, dedicated, that's right. passionate but also, about he, he the cause. was passionate about what he was passionate about. Like, mm. this is kind of a, a weird, and let's not play too much alternative history, but if, if Hitler had been less of a racist, which is, again, <laughs> it's a big call, then to some extent he could have retained a bunch of the best Jewish thinkers, mm. and they would have eventually twigged to nuclear fission, right? But he didn't because he hated Jewish people and he basically either he murdered a bunch of them or he let them leave and most of them ended up mm. in America or elsewhere around the world. And one of them happened to be called Albert Einstein and he sat around thinking and he realised, oh, hey, you can crack an atom and that creates a huge amount of electric... Well, power. Power, yeah. And that is how, basically, the nuclear bomb was born, right? Mm. What I'm more just saying is Germany had a lot of clever people. Absolutely. And some of them Passionate stayed on. people who believed. Right. They stayed yeah. on and they were Nazis and they did some things. So another example, there's a guy who was called Dr. Hubertus Strughold, mm. who is considered... Again, another one of these things. Father of space medicine. There used to be a prize named after him, the Strugold Prize. And so what, what he discovered was like how to, how to treat wounds and things like that in zero gravity, how much the body can withstand mm. at certain speeds, um, what risks there were if you didn't properly insulate mm. the capsule. So like how, how cold it could get before a body dies. Now... All of that, very, very important in order to get people into space and onto the moon. But in the 40s, guess how he figured those things out? He went to the Arctic or Antarctica. <laughs> Am if I close? only. No. Oh, right. No, it's so much more horrible. All right, right. He... Oh, no, no. Oh, am I getting the picture of Jewish yeah. prisoners? He went to war. concentration oh, camps, no. death camps... He picked out a couple of relatively healthy, undernourished people, and then he performed tests on them, experiments on them. He threw children into icy cold water. Icy, well, not worse than icy cold water, like freezing chambers. He put people in like massive spinning. He dissected people alive. You know what I mean? Like this is beginning to to look and sound like. Um, Wonder Woman, you know that the first Absolutely. one of the, and then sure. she, he was trying to steal that book, the Book of Secret. Yeah. And the God of yeah. War was actually making an ear, you know, some sort of manipulation on all the people yeah. that he was controlling. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But like, this is another guy 
yeah. who got smuggled back to America. Wow. And all was forgiven, essentially. Because he's going to help the Americans build something Win even the space more race. They, they won the space race, didn't they? Well, I mean, that's another conspiracy theory, which we can talk about if you like. But I, I just did they even mean, make it to the space? <laughs> that's right. Did they make it to space? Because the they first make person the in space was uh, a Russian, a Russian, Yuri yeah, Gagarin. Gagarin, yeah. But the first, first or living thing apart from plants was actually a dog and a chimpanzee, yes. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also yeah. Russians. Also Russians. Although yeah. it's, there's a sad story about both of those. They both there's, died. Yeah, they yeah. were left yeah. up there. Up there, yeah. Probably suffocated due yeah. to lack of oxygen. I don't want Sorry. this to become the theatre of cruelty <laughs> or anything like that. I just wanted to, to emphasise that there are enough examples mm. of humans doing kind of sus, awful things mm. in a kind of conspiratorial way. And so, like, all this story I'm telling you about the scientists getting smuggled out of Germany, it's called Operation Paperclip. Mm. There are real records that support these things. You know, there are documents, mm. there are interviews, and there's the proof in the pudding, right? There are all these photos of guys like Werner von Braun sitting next to JFK, figuring out how rockets work. Mm. But what I'm saying is, for us... For, for these things to work, there's always a paper trail and there's always a bunch of evidence. Whereas when you look at something like a, a real, like when I say a real, a fake conspiracy, mm. which is not successful especially, what you find is there's not enough evidence. There's just not much going on there mm. for you to be able to prove anything. And to some extent, to have a really good conspiracy theory that is not, in fact, a real conspiracy, is to make sure that you have to keep making claims that can't be proved true. not to be true. true. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, think about another really good conspiracy theory, which is that the royal family tried to murder Princess Diana. Oh, look, like, I haven't, I've had many discussions, debates about this, and I'm on the side that she's actually alive. I think it was, <laughs> a, I think it was a stint. Like, they, so, you know... Technology-wise, we've seen mm. on Mission Impossible, you can sure. make these masks who look exactly like the, another person. Sure. And they can just pay for some actors, go, hey, look, we just want you to, uh, you know, do this act. And then, unfortunately, you'll be sacrificing yourself. However, we'll be looking after your family and your children uh, in the case okay. of X amount of pounds, or millions of pounds. Sure. Should you need to sacrifice for sure. this country. Okay. Then what's she been doing? Living her life, decade. enjoying, enjoying the real life out of the publicity and all the paparazzi. Just, you know, leaving her alone. I I would challenge you to say, how well did you know anything about Princess Diana? I don't know anything about yeah. her exactly. Like but... season four of The Crown alone will show you that she was a very vain self-centered, mm. immature person to begin with. I know, so know? that's why she would and try no, and no. do this. I guess where I'm getting to with this, <laughs> Madam Chan, is that she loved being a celebrity. She loved all of her causes, like ending landmines and like... Mm. Um, being in the limelight. Yeah, yeah, resolving AIDS, blah, 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 all those things. She was a like she was a goddess, mm. and she knew it. And she, okay, she chafed under the pressure, but she really liked how she lived, right? Mm. Even to the point that if you look at the facts and the timeline of her last day before the the car crash, it might be so called in your view, <laughs> is she had a number of opportunities to avoid the paparazzi, but she made sure that she went 
in and out of the front door of the Ritz Hotel in Paris many times that day to ensure that the press pack got bigger and, and bigger. bigger and bigger. And so by the time that, you know, it's, it's very late at night and everyone's had a couple of drinks, including her driver, and she jumps in a car and doesn't wear a seatbelt. It's the perfect story for a cover bar. There well, are so many famous people and prominent people who have doubles. Sure, sure. But I, I would, I guess where I'm getting to with the Princess Diana thing is it requires her to just have a complete personality transplant and stop wanting to have the kind of influence and uh, soft power that she did have. Mm. Like, it's really, it's well known now because people like Tony Blair have come mm. out and said it, but, you know, she was being used by the British government as like a brand ambassador. She and was everything. a brand ambassador. Exactly, Everyone exactly. loved her. Right, before Instagram, the mm. Instagram generation. And this is what I mean is, Maybe it she doesn't make enough sense <laughs> in, in a lot of ways that she would give all of that up for what? For, for being hidden from the public for, for the being next happy. 30... Well, for being happy with her lover. Because she, she was in the car with her, you know... With the, her boyfriend the love, With her boyfriend, the, time. the love That's of right. her life. That's right. In comparison to the suffering that she was under with Charles. Sure, sure. But then, do you see how it kind of cascades? Is like, where did her lover go? Exactly. Like, he was... He was so he was the eldest son of his father, who who's a prominent millionaire. Yeah, and absolutely. he spent the next decade going. The British government murdered my my kids. Uh, sorry, my, my, son, my son and, and Diana and my heir. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you know what I think you she's know, on an island enjoying if, if herself. If they went away to <laughs> you know their nice little pocket dimension, then it, it just requires more and more. Jimmy, we're never, never going to see eye to eye with this. I, I think that. she's I get alive. That. I get that. And, but see, this is where I think there, there are other conspiracy theories mm. about Diana, right? And there's things like she was murdered. And you can understand, going back to that previous point of like powerlessness, mm. you can understand why people uh, in sort of Egypt, where the, um, the Al-Sayed Al, Al Al, Al come from, um, you can understand why... Arabs or, or Egyptians who have, have been railing against the Brits mm. for a better part of a century would want to believe something like that. Like this idea that, oh my God, she was unprovably pregnant and she, she was going to have another kid and that kid was going to be half half uh, Arab and suddenly it was going to be an Bring embarrassment shame to, for, the to the royal family. family. It's like you want those things to be true mm. because it's the only way you can get back at these kinds of big structural completely immovable forces like the fact that Egypt is not able to sort of punch up at 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 Britain do you know what I mean it's okay so so let's move on to from let's, Diana we're, if, we're never gonna see eye that's all I, can I say. guess <laughs> where I get to is think about another one which is so people like to talk about Freemasons and how they run the world yeah right? and so what 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 that suggests is that there is this conspiracy of very powerful men mm. who have this weird ritualistic occult, essentially, cult, essentially um, which hands out power to the boys uh, and ensures that a certain agenda is pushed. Like, I think it's something like a quarter of all the presidents in mm. America have been Freemasons, including George Washington, right? But 
So everything I've just said is kind of in very vague terms describe mm. the Freemasons. But here's another one. And are they, are can... they linked with the Illuminati? Well, mm. I think once upon a time they might have been. But as far as I know, the Illuminati were just kind of this... They were a philosophy club in the 17th century and they just kind of died out oh, after a while. Or have they? Or have Ooh. they? So, so well, maybe there's a small sect in the Freemasons. But he, here's, <laughs> I guess, what I'm getting to, yeah. to to say on this is like, if take all that to one side and you say, okay, America is run by a small group of very wealthy white men who ensure that people who look like them and have the same class as them and go to the same schools as them continue to be elected to Congress or run big companies or end up in the White House. It's easier to support something that you're familiar with. Yeah, but what I've just <laughs> described to you there is basically how America has worked since the beginning of America. Since but time, yeah. worse than that, that's basically how powerful, rich men have behaved around the, the world. world like since civilization began so it's like do you really want to say to them that is a conspiracy because everyone knows that conspiracy mm. it is out in the open you give a job for the boys you, you if when you have power politically or in a in a big company or something and you go oh who should i hire to to be the, the, my second in command. Oh, someone who looks, sounds, thinks, behaves, and was a mate of mine in high school. And the Freemasons. That's right. <laughs> but so then take the Freemasons again. What if they just are, in a similar way, just another old boys network? They're just a bunch of guys you know and like hanging out with who all come from roughly the same class, the same breeding, the same background as you. Because it's and just easier to get to know people like that. That's right, that's right. But I effort. guess what I'm getting at is yes. if that is what the Freemasons basically are, it's just a social club mm. for men to hang out. A then, social club with a lot of money and a lot of power so that they can do whatever they want. Yeah, and mm. and all they do is they, they go for beers and they wear funny costumes and they do certain rituals. Rituals, yes. That describes, you know, St. Andrew's College at, at the University of Sydney. That describes the boardroom of most of the big banks. You know, we all have funny rituals. We, we all have a certain tight-knit... A tribe, essentially. Tribe. Exactly. Mm. It's just a question of how big your scope is and how small your scope is. And what kind of projects you are conducting yeah, that's behind right. doors. So if, you if you're saying, is there a conspiracy running say, just the American government, but the world government? Yes. But it's not a conspiracy in the sense that there are these all-powerful people who can make decisions like, should there be a giant pandemic in the year 2020? Or should the financial markets collapse in 2007? Should we move on to green power? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the worst ones, right, of our, of our lifetimes mm. is, should we blow up the World Trade Center and say that Muslims did it, you know? Oh, it yeah, would that's be another really, It would be really comforting mm. to, especially people who don't know much better, mm. to think that there is this great, powerful hand at play, mm. rather than acknowledging these things happen randomly because people are very random and forces beyond our power are very random and we don't know what tomorrow will bring because it could bring literally anything. For the good and for the 
for good or ill. It's exactly. Ill, exactly. Mm. Exactly. So I think that's that's one of the things that I, I think we just need to get a bit more comfortable with is that everything is random and no one exists for a reason and nothing we happens don't exist on purpose. For a reason. Yeah, we're just gonna be harvested, that's all. <laughs> well yeah, 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 yeah. Potentially. Well I got another one. So I was looking through some conspiracy theories uh, just to do some research and find some interesting ones, but I found one apparently the uh, Canadian government was at some point paranoid about homosexuality, so that was probably back in the 90s or even earlier, <laughs> that they actually tried to develop a gaydar machine. <laughs> yes. <so> yeah. <laughs> actually, it was in the 60s. So in truth, it's not a conspiracy, it actually happened. So the government hired a university professor to develop a way to detect homosexuality in federal employees yeah and i know so they look into pupil dilution apparently of course of Mm. course but we we take it a little bit for granted sometimes Mm. here in the year 2020 how far science has gotten us in even just the last 70 years right i mentioned my smartphone a second ago that has more processing power and has more uh technical capabilities i don't use it for any of this and apps Mm. than the computer that got men to the moon Absolutely. and uh, any of the computers that won World War Two, You know what I mean? But those were very rudimentary and machines. And that was only, what, 50, 60 years ago? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Man landed on the moon in 1969, so exactly. there you go. Exactly. Yeah. So when you t- start talking, especially back in the past, and we're talking, I guess, what you said, the 60s in... People didn't know certain things. You know, there, there is something, abso- it's all declassified now. There was actually an attempt by the CIA to um, learn how to brainwash people. Mm. And they dosed people with... LSD? LSD, that's right. And um, marijuana and other And meth substances. now, apparently? Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't know all about that. So it's not conspiracy and theory, it's actually true. That's right, that's right. <laughs> But until that information was declassified, it was a conspiracy, right? Mm. Oh, my God, the CIA are trying to mind control us with drugs. And then it turns out that they did because they had these things that they didn't know how to use Mm. and they didn't have the data, so they just went for it. And then until they did, they're like, oh, by the way, so we experimented. And they proved that it didn't really work, (laughs) you know? And and sadly, those kinds of things, these, these all have consequences, right? And one thing that I know for a fact is... The MK Ultra program, which is what it was called, actually led to one person dying, you know, and his family were kept in the dark about why he died and how he died, and the the government wouldn't pay any um, any Pension. damages yeah, or damages, anything like yeah. that because they claimed he he committed suicide mm. by jumping out a window, but. You it's know, more plausible for people to, to you know, take right. that. But, but if you rationale. were dosed up on way too many drugs... You would probably and do then, that. <laughs> yeah, put in a very paranoid state yeah. where there are literally CIA agents trying to control you. Mm. You might jump out a window too. You just know? to get away from them. That's exactly right. So I just... Uh, you add it all up and it's all... If you want a conspiracy to exist, you can, you can project onto it. But it, it really requires you to think really hard and ignore a lot of mm. evidence. Because the, the thing about a, a conspiracy, not a conspiracy theory now, mm. is conspiracies very quickly require a lot of people to keep their mouths shut, you know? And if, if you've ever done any teamwork of any kind, it's bloody hard to get anyone to keep their mouths shut. 
You know. Chatterhouse rules, right? If, yeah, well, <laughs> we, happen, we wish. No. We wish. Mm. So this is all recorded. I think I, I just come back to something I read recently, which said for, for those who have a huge amount of anxiety and alienation, who, who feel, and, and I think a lot of people, we know this mm. from, a, from basic politics of the world right now, who think things are spinning out of control, conspiracy theories are really, really effective emotional tool. Absolutely. They give you a, a, like a safety blanket because mm. then you can tell yourself this isn't because of Walmart shipping all the jobs to China. This isn't because Amazon, mm. the Illuminati, and etc. Like etc. Et yeah, <laughs> but but like if you're a, a really low status person, mm. according to things like economics, according to things like political power, then suddenly you've got a one up on everyone else. You've got a sense of superiority. You can say, ah, you would say that, wouldn't you? You know, I've got the important information that you don't have. Mm. I know who the great Satan is. And now I have agency because I have an ability and a reason to reject your expertise and expose the true history of the universe. Um, there's this uh, economist guy called Cass Sunstein at Harvard who says, in one way, they provide liberation. You know, if I can imagine that those who are arranged against me, my foes, are completely malevolent and evil and mm. very, very secretive. You know, they're, they're aliens, lizard people with, uh, with child abuse tendencies. Then that means whatever I do must automatically be okay. You know? I mean, and, and we're starting to see this because there, there is this really awful, and this is genuinely mm. conspiracy theory that scares me. It's called QAnon. Have you heard anything about this? I have. Yeah. That's linked to the 5G. It's linked to all of it. Conspiracy theory as but, well. But it's, it's grown out of America because these things always do. Yes. And it's grown out of some random person who calls himself Q just posted something on a forum online and claimed that there was this grand conspiracy of essentially child rapist left-wing mm. people everywhere, including Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, George Clooney, etc., etc. Oh, and, yeah. like, they were murdering and having sex with and then eating babies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the only person, the only person who could stop this was Donald Trump, who was actually, like... <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> between Indiana Jones uh, and and Harrison, uh, sorry, not well, that is Harrison Ford. Somewhere between Indiana Jones, yeah. Jack Ryan, yeah. and and like John Wick. And this is the same guy who is telling, who was telling everyone that you should be injecting bleach into yourself exactly. to rid COVID nineteen. Exactly. exactly. But if you already identify with Trump as being your mm. hero, your champion, then it's not a step to say okay. So if he's a good guy, then clearly he must be doing superhero good things. Mm. And if you've got a superhero, then you need a supervillain, as all the Avengers films have shown us. And so and the boys. I'm not sure if you watched oh, that. Oh, I love the oh, boys. Oh, that's so good, isn't I, it? It's really dark. You. So this is an interesting thing, right? And mm. because uh, so I, I hate to say this, but I read the boys before it was cool. Oh, the the comics. actual original comic books. Oh my it's god! It's the only comic book series that I own every single issue of. And right at the end, mm. and this is not a huge spoiler, but, like, you've seen season two now? I've seen season two, okay. yes. Okay, so, like, the Giancarlo Esposito character, the CEO character, right, yes. who just 
in season two, he basically says this. He's like, you realise our founder was a Nazi? Yeah, that's right. But it doesn't Experiment matter. Experiment on his wife. That's right. But, yes. but he kind of shrugs and says, but we keep making money and things go on and people forget because they're happy to make money, you know? Mm. And the conspiracy is Same not that thing. he's a Nazi oh. or that terrible things are happening. Mm. The conspiracy is we are a multinational corporation that does terrible things. And people yet seem to forgive and, and forget yeah. and move on to like, the next don't cycle. Forget, you know, people <laughs> who worked for British American Tobacco and Marlborough, they, they knew. knew. They knew for ages. Their cigarettes caused cancer. It was just more profitable and more straightforward to get kids from as young as 15 addicted to these things and then... It's all about the addiction. Once they're well, addicted, they keep right. buying, they, they can't stop. And same Here's with mobile horrible phones, thing apparently about... with tumours. Well... Yeah. Well, well it's a conspiracy another. theory for now, but I'm sure they actually have tests on it and will tell us. Potentially. Yeah, but I that's guess it's actually real. You know, and <laughs> the truth with, say, the cigarette companies is they're still doing it. It's mm. just that they're not doing it in countries like Australia anymore. They're doing it in places like Indonesia. The less developed. Or, yeah. or in Botswana or mm. in Vietnam. And they're still selling cigarettes to teenagers. Some as young as like 10, 11, you know? Yeah. And they're addicted and this is how they make their big profits. The next cycle. Is that That's we've right. moved on from these, uh, you know, now what we call developed countries who've, all right, found out the truth. We, we just, there's so many li liabilities. Okay, let's move on to the next vulnerable group. To some extent, countries. Uh, and I heard this recently and I really liked it. It's like there's a real problem in sort of trying to understand something like Trump. And I guess the point that this made is, if you do all your evil stuff mm. out in the open, what's the story? Do you know what I mean? People are happy to accept it because you're not hiding it. That's exactly right. Mm. It's, the, it's the lie. It's the attempt to cover up that gets you. It's not the... If you are shameless enough and mm. you don't care, care about the consequences enough and you just do evil things out in the open, after a point, people just go, yeah, of course. I mean, the worst examples of this, right, are things like... Uh, the Italian Prime Minister <laughs> and his parties Bellis with the under bunga Yeah, yeah, well, Berlusconi's <laughs> in his own category. But it's just like a lot of the things that Trump has done, Nixon did, right? Mm. President Nixon. But because Nixon spent years trying to hide it all, he ultimately got done for being shifty and paranoid and weird and just doing a lot of dodgy stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not even a, a morning's work for President Trump, but he gets away with it because he doesn't even attempt to hide it. He's just like, yeah, I'm president. Yeah, I'm selling pardons. Mm. Yeah, I'm taking money from all these dictators. Yes, I am sexist as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I slept with a porn star and paid her $130,000. It's like... And no then, shame. No, no, no shame. Way. That's exactly right. And so I think this is not me trying to be too, too like, bring on the revolution, but it's the same with a lot of uh, corporations. If they do it with, with zero shame, then people just kind of shrug their shoulders and go, yeah, of course. There's no investigation then. That's right. It's not a conspiracy. It's not interesting because there's no kind of... Secret, secret knowledge that's right. about it. And if there is no secret knowledge, then why why do people even care after a point? So I think that's, as far as I can tell, that's that's where I get to with conspiracy. Conspiracies and conspiracy theory. thinking. 
our thinking. You know, conspiratorial conspiracy mm. theory thinking, right? Is the conspiracy theory thinking you got to get rid of. You know, it's much more important to find out the truth, to find out verifiable truth, but you also need a bit of skepticism of what proof or information you're getting. And the problem with conspiracy theory thinking is you don't come with that mm. built-in skepticism. But then when you find out certain conspiracies exist, you can be like, wow, truth is really stranger than fiction. Yes, and sometimes um, if you keep the truth hidden, people are more than happy to make fake news and yep. that travels much faster than the truth it does six times more apparently on well, twitter yeah that's what they tell me that's what they tell me <laughs> yeah. so jimmy any more conspiracies not not for now i, I think we've, we've covered quite a We're good quite, yeah. amount i mean you know what, what else can i say maybe maybe jfk was abducted by aliens aliens that look like elvis <laughs> But let's pretend like that's one. Maybe Princess Diana, Elvis, and JFK, and Michael Jackson, yeah. and anyone else are all just hanging out together. Yes. On an island. In a pocket dimension. That's right. Yeah. Watching watching us right now, sure. podcasting about this particular episode. We, we can but hope. Yes. <laughs> Keeping hopes alive. Mm. Mr. Mm. Bai, Jimmy Bai. Oh. Well, thank you very much for coming down to Chinatown for this. Anytime. You know, I, I like making the trek to Haymarket. <laughs> and tell us a story or two oh. that may or may not be true. Well, that's right. A lot of these things <laughs> are not true. But the, the key to it is recognising the pattern of thinking uh, and, and not doing that. That. I prefer. So then what can we expect from you for the next episode, for your next trek oh, down to Haymarket? Oh, it'd have Chinatown. to be something else secret and special and, and sexy. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I, I'll dig into your files and oh. see if I can find anything. Oh, those are classified, you know. Those <laughs> oh, are, really? Yeah. So you're hiding it. So that means, yeah, oh, I just have right. to dig deeper. Well, now there's interest in it. you can't handle the truth, honestly. That's, that's the problem of it all. Tom. Mm. <laughs> Thank you very much as always. Anytime, anytime. Bag right out. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For the latest updates and kooky posts, follow us at Captain Bagrat on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you love it as much as Captain Bagrat and we do, please support us with likes and shares. If you're really digging Captain Bagrat, it does cost us a bit to produce, and we really appreciate donations and in kind contributions via Patreon or however you like. I mean, we will never say no to be a sponsorship. Your support will bring us one step closer to having our own TV show one day and to live broadcast it from the heart of downtown Chinatown. Solid. <laughs> <laughs>